Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Repairs on 7th Street Northeast between I Street Northeast and K Street Northeast. Uh, in Virginia, in Arlington, Boundary Channel Drive, the southbound off-ramp to 395. That's closed for construction. Construction has the two left lanes blocked in Dale City on southbound 95 between Dale Boulevard and Dumfries Road. In Maryland, construction has southbound on Croom Road between Crane Highway and Croom Station Road closed as well. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. Clouds will continue to increase moving through the remainder of the day with rain developing later this afternoon and into the overnight. High temperatures will be in the 50s. Rain becomes moderate to heavy at times overnight and into early tomorrow morning. Wake-up temperatures will be in the 40s. Scattered showers for your Sunday. It's not going to be a washout with temperatures in the 40s. Winds are going to increase for the day on Monday. Could see gusts upwards of 30 miles per hour with high temperatures in the 40s. Not as windy on Tuesday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we're looking at 51 for Belvoir, 59 Foggy Bottom, 54 Silver Spring, 50 straight up in our nation's capital at 1259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. Welcome in January 27th. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up. This early 1 a.m. hour for you on WTOP. A New York jury awards E. Jean Carroll over 83 million bucks in damages in her defamation case against former President Donald J. Trump. Why did a woman attack random people across Prince George's County? I'm Scott Gelman. The Department of Justice adds resources to local crime-fighting efforts in D.C. I'm Kate Ryan. And is found guilty of a deadly shooting in Rockville from a couple of years ago. We had a mixed day on Wall Street. The Dow was up 60, NASDAQ down 55. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Wendy Gillette, a legal blow for former President Donald Trump in a New York courtroom. CBS's Errol Barnett has the details. E. Jean Carroll was all smiles as she left the courthouse following the jury's unanimous verdict, ordering former President Donald Trump to pay her more than $83 million for defamatory statements he made about her in 2019. The dollar amount, including $7.3 million for emotional harm, $11 million to help repair her reputation, and six. $65 million in punitive damages. At least one Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet has taken flight after a door plug blew off in the air three weeks ago. CBS's Amanda Arden took the flight from Seattle to San Diego and spoke to passengers. I think everyone's glad that the planes were inspected and reassured by that. Several people said, you know, they'd much rather fly on a plane that's been inspected than one that hadn't been inspected. Vince McMahon is stepping away from the WWE. Word that Vince McMahon has resigned from WWE's parent company came after a former employee filed a lawsuit accusing the 78-year-old and another former executive of sexual misconduct, including offering her to a star wrestler for sex. WWE merged last April with the company that runs Ultimate Fighting Championship to create a $21 billion sports entertainment company, TKO Group Holdings, and McMahon served as that group's executive chairman of the board until Friday. 
A deal on immigration reform in Congress is looking perilously close to collapse. Correspondent Willie James Inman from Washington. Bipartisan talks in the Senate over how to fix the nation's broken immigration system hit a speed bump. We feel that it's been happening in a in a uh, good faith, a good faith nature, and these uh, these negotiations about policy changes, obviously, and also funding resources. While no text has been released yet, former President Donald Trump, the likely Republican presidential nominee, has already come out against a potential deal. The last of the 100 known victims of the Maui wildfire has been identified. Police have identified her as 70-year-old Lydia Coloma. She, along with her husband, sister, and several other relatives, died in the fire that devastated the historic town of Lahaina in August. Identifying the victims has been an arduous process. Forensics experts and cadaver dogs had to find the victims, some of whom were cremated in the fire, and DNA samples had to be collected from family members. The blaze destroyed more than 2,000 buildings, most of them homes, and it's estimated to have caused $5.5 billion in damage. Lindy Kenyon, CBS News. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 103. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We finally made it. January 27th. Glad you're with us. Mostly cloudy, mild. Steve says the low should hold in the 40s in most of the region. We're at 50 straight up in Washington right now. And a good Saturday morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your 1 a.m. hour. Topping the stories we're following for you as we roll into this morning together. Prince George's County locally, the police department there still does not know why a woman this week ran down and stabbed random people Thursday night. It's horrific. That's how Prince George's County Police Chief Malik Aziz is describing Thursday night's random crimes. Police say over 90 minutes, Tanae Stallings-Brown hurt six people in a series of hit-and-runs and stabbings in Capitol Heights and Lanham. That includes the stabbing of a 15-year-old girl. At this point, the motive is just unclear. Police say she was arrested in Baltimore. They're looking into whether she might have done something similar there. What we believe from the other incidents is that she was intentionally striking pedestrians to get out to harm them to either cause them serious injury or death and if that did not work then we believe stalin browns intended to kill them with the knife that she had now she's facing multiple charges in prince george's county scott gelman wtop news wtop saturday morning at 104 locally a silver spring man is found guilty in a deadly shooting from about two years ago in rockville Prosecutors in this case say it was a marijuana deal apparently gone bad that led to a killing. 24-year-old Malik Jefferson was convicted of second-degree murder in the case and the death of 22-year-old Jose Romero of Rockville. Jefferson faces a maximum of 75 years. When sentenced this spring in May, another man, 20-year-old Jackson Garcia, has already been convicted of first-degree murder in the case. He could be in prison for the rest of his life once he is sentenced come next month. Last year was one of the deadliest in D.C. in actually 26 years. And Metropolitan Police say 2023 ended with more than 270 homicides. Now we're learning this week that the feds are stepping in apparently to help out 
As WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us Saturday morning, it comes as we start seeing some encouraging signs now in the fight against violent crime in the city. U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, says the added help, including prosecutors from the Department of Justice's Criminal Division, will help drill down on violent crimes, including carjacking. The news comes as data from the Metropolitan Police Department shows some positive signs. Homicides are down 38 percent. Assaults with a dangerous weapon, which is one of the most common offenses that's charged whenever there's a shooting, are down 31 percent. Carjackings are down roughly 5 percent, while robbery stats, said Graves, remain elevated. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. At 106 to the latest now on the possible move locally of the Caps and Wizards out of D.C. and into Alexandria, Virginia. It was just hours after team owner Ted Leonsis made his case in an open letter this week. At Alexandria City leaders held a second listening session, they're calling it, to get community feedback and assure residents they have not been forgotten about here. WTOP's Grace Newton with detail. We can't really get to that part where we're designing until we decide as a community if we want to proceed forward with this opportunity. Stephanie Landrum is the president of Alexandria's Economic Development Partnership. She says while monumental sports would run the facility, the city can still utilize the arena. There will be a balance between events that the city can program, things like graduations or community celebrations. In addition to the arena, officials say the plan would create over 5,000 units of housing and a new school on site, but protests continue from both D.C. and Alexandria residents. Just last week, activist organization Don't Mute D.C. held a demonstration protesting the move outside of Capital One Arena. Grace Newton, WTOP News. This weekend, Saturday today, the Alexandria City Council is hosting a town hall in which elected leaders will answer questions about the Potomac Yard Entertainment Complex starting at 9.30 today, this Saturday morning. 107, an update on traffic and weather a minute away. Stay with us. Agencies are using automation to secure their networks with zero trust. Brian Dack, the director of solutions engineering at Okta, says AI will help accelerate those efforts. To cut down on some of the noise that help desks and admins are dealing with, they can get a platform that provides that automation, AI is going to raise the level of what that automation can do and and the ability for it to intelligently make decisions. To learn more, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Okta. With federal cybersecurity on the line, agencies are harnessing the power of modern identity and AI to supercharge their defenses. But technology moves fast and you need to keep up. That's why you need our free webinar, AI and Automation in Zero Trust Architectures. Learn from government and industry leaders and be ready for the future of cybersecurity today. Register now at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. That's federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. O-K-T-A. You're with WTOP Van Dean Lane. It's the weekend, everybody. Welcome in Saturday morning, January 27th. Thanks for starting the early part of it with us here at WTOP. Time now to be exact 108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. On WTOP, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, guaranteed 24-7. Good early Saturday morning to Butch Seltzer in the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. Uh, not so great of a morning in the district right now. 395 eastbound, the southeast-southwest freeway. All lanes are closed, and we have a detour in place to exit at 3rd Street, the 3rd Street Tunnel. Uh, this is a serious accident. Fire and PD are on scene. You could expect it to be out there for a while. We're closed due to fire department activity on 8th Street, both directions between G Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. Both directions are closed due to electric repairs on 7th Street, northeast between I Street, northeast 
northeast and K Street northeast. The right lane is closed on New York Avenue inbound at Florida Avenue northeast due to construction. Both directions of 295 are moving with no problems. The same can be said about the Beltway without any delays. In Maryland, construction is southbound on Croom Road between Crane Highway and Croom Station Road closed. The Bay Bridge, Baltimore-Washington Parkway, and 95 all moving along without any issues. In Virginia, in Arlington, Boundary Channel Drive, the southbound off-ramp to 395 is closed for construction. Construction has the two left lanes blocked in Dale City on southbound 95. Between Dale Boulevard and Dumfries Road, in Fairlington, Abington Street, uh, the Abington Street Bridge is closed over 395 on South Abington Street, both directions between 36th Street South and 31st Street South. No problems on 66 and 395. The WTOP Traffic Studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of your pocket. Regency Furniture affordable, never looked so good. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. Clouds will continue to increase throughout the day as rain develops later this afternoon and into the evening. It will become moderate to heavy at times later tonight and into early tomorrow morning. Highs for the day will be in the 50s. For tonight, we drop down to the 40s, so everything falling from the sky in the form of raindrops. For the day tomorrow, temperatures in the 40s with scattered showers. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We are down a couple to 56 at our nation's capital this morning. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence. Dex pavers and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 110, where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Core personal consumption inflation fell to just 2.9% in December, approaching the Fed's inflation target. Levi Strauss is cutting 15% of its workforce. That's 3,000 jobs. Salesforce is cutting another 700 jobs. American Airlines revives its non-stops from Reagan National to Bermuda in April, a route it suspended almost four years ago when the pandemic began. The Dow gained 60 points Friday. The S&P 500 lost three. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, could be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to carsforkids.org today. 877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. As agencies look at uses cases for generative artificial intelligence, Mark Ryland, director of the Amazon security team at AWS, says Gen AI is already changing the world of cybersecurity. Combining of the more traditional systems with the, the modern Gen AI systems, we think that holds a ton of promise because in the end, you're, you're still going to want to bring the technology that we've had to this point and then you know add to that the new capabilities that these large models can do and really be quite dramatic and the impact they'll have. To learn more, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Okta. With federal cybersecurity on the line, agencies are harnessing the power of modern identity and AI to supercharge their defenses. But technology moves fast and you need to keep up. That's why you need our free webinar, AI and Automation in Zero Trust Architectures. Learn from government and industry leaders and be ready for the future of cybersecurity today. 
Register now at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. That's federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. O-K-T-A. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We finally made it. January 27th. If you're just joining us, glad you're in with us this morning. We're looking at a mostly cloudy sky and mild conditions this overnight early morning. Steve says the low should be in the 40s for most of the region. A little chilly, but we're at 56 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for checking in for us this morning. Time now is one thirteen on WTOP. This is WTOP News. School day. When you send your kids off to school each day, how much do you think about smartphones and how much they may be interfering with education? Well, Virginia Democratic Senator Tim Kaine's thinking about it and is trying to make some changes. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis this morning speaks with CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland about what is actually going on here. Senator Kane, he has legislation that has passed a Senate committee along with Tom Cotton, Republican from Arkansas, that would require the U.S. Department of Education to study policies at school districts nationwide. Who's got cell phone limitations? Who does it? Who's got policies to restrict the use of cell phones during class time? Who does it? Does it work? Does it help students perform better if they don't have access to a cell phone during class? Does it help mental health concerns for students if they don't have cell phones during teaching time? I talked to a number of senators who said this is an issue they hear about a lot from their constituents, from parents and from teachers, that cell phones in classrooms are injurious to actual education and the well-being of kids. And there is movement. Unique bipartisan movement in an otherwise gridlocked Congress to get into this. Should there be cell phone storage areas required, federally funded, or state funded in school systems? Should there be tougher restrictions? Congress is getting into this because their constituents want them to. I just wanted to share, we did an interview here at WTOP last year. It was a small sample size, but one school tried the put your cell phone away for the whole day. And it was fascinating, the reporter said, to see kids just sitting outside talking to one another. Maybe something that you and I might have experienced back in school, Scott. Yeah, and ask a local school teacher if you have a neighbor or family member who does it. See what the reaction is (laughs) to cell phones in the classroom. Likely not a totally positive one. It is so much more difficult to get past that distraction, teach, to pedagogically pass along information when cell phones are a distraction. And Congress notices that. I tell you, there's room for movement on this because it's one of the things that aligns very splintered political parties. Relatedly, the dangers of social media for kids certainly worth more study as well. And there'll be a hearing Wednesday in the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee where the top executives from the big social media companies will come to testify and answer questions about whether they're doing enough to protect kids from bullying or other threats, exploitation on those platforms. This is going to be a high-profile hearing, and I expect those social media giants to be grilled by members of Congress who think too many kids have too loose an access on social media platforms. That is CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis here on WTOP. Quick look at the stories we're following for you this early weekend Saturday morning here on WTOP. A jury has ordered former President Donald J. Trump to pay an additional $83 million to E. Jean Carroll this week. It's, it is a deal on the southern border. Will that be? Plus funding for Ukraine and Israel all fall apart? We'll find out as we head into the weekend. The Justice Department takes aim on violent crime here in the nation's capital. We'll tell you what they're doing. Stay with WTOP for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Only February 2nd at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. 
Yes, it's Seth MacFarlane and Liz Gillies bring D.C. an intimate evening of classic crooning jazz duets and comedy. Backed by the grandeur of the National Symphony Orchestra. Don't miss the Grammy-nominated entertainer behind Family Guy and Ted. Seth MacFarlane and the scene-stealing Dynasty star, Liz Gillies. Get tickets now at nationalsymphony.org. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. This new year, get started on your next success with University of Maryland Global Campus. Apply by February 12th and we'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid classes while giving you a head start on 2024. Earn up to 90 credits toward a bachelor's for prior learning and experience or transfer up to 12 credits toward a master's. Pay no application fee if you apply by February 12th. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. Coming up this half hour on WTLP Saturday morning for you after traffic and weather. Making sure students are focused on more than just improving their grades. I'm Scott Gelman. WTLP News Time 118. Traffic and weather on the gates. Good morning to Butch Seltzer and the WTLP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. In the district, still that problem. 395 eastbound, southeast, southwest freeway. All lanes are closed. Detour in place to exit at third, the Third Street Tunnel. Fire and PD are on scene. That came from uh, Carlos, by the way, from WTOP. He helped us out with that one. Uh, we're closed due to fire department activity on 8th Street, both directions between G Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. Both directions are closed due to electric repairs on 7th Street Northeast between I Street Northeast and K Street Northeast. The Right lane is closed on New York Avenue inbound at Florida Avenue Northeast due to construction. Both directions uh, on 295 are moving with no problems. The same can be said about the Beltway without any delays. In Maryland, we're closed due to an accident in Laurel on 95 northbound at Route 198. Construction has southbound on Croom Road between Crane Highway and Croom Station Road closed. The Bay Bridge, Baltimore-Washington Parkway and 95 all moving without any issues. In Virginia, in Arlington, Boundary Channel Drive, the southbound off-ramp to 395 is closed for construction. Construction has the two left lanes blocked in Dale City on southbound 95 between Dale Boulevard and Dumfries Road in Fairlington. The Abington Street Bridge is closed over 395 on South Abington Street, both directions between 36th Street South and 34, uh, 31st Street South. No problems on 66 and 395. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. Clouds will continue to thicken moving through the morning and into the afternoon. Eventually, raindrops will start to fall. Moderate to heavy rain later this evening and into the overnight. Highs for the day, a far cry from what we had yesterday. We had a record-breaking warmth only in the 50s today, but still above normal for this time of year. We're in the 40s overnight. Scattered showers for the day tomorrow, 44 to 49 degrees. And looking ahead to Monday, a breezy day with gusts upwards of 30 miles per hour and highs in the 40s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. 57 in Georgetown, 48 Bowie, 56 Leesburg, and checking current conditions around the station this early morning. We are once again at 56 degrees, brought to you this time on WTLP Saturday morning by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. It's 120. Good morning. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. 
That's right, to keep their crews working this winter, P.J. Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Those headaches and stomach aches your child gets may be migraine. 10% of children and 28% of adolescents have migraine disease. Migraine at school can help. Learn more at migraineatschool.org. As a parent, I know how migraine impacts my daughter's ability to learn. Every child deserves the chance to flourish in school. Visit migraineatschool.org. Sponsored by the Coalition for Headache and Migraine Patients. It's Saturday, January 27th. Thanks for starting your weekend with us. Time now on WTOP is 121. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. New on WTOP for you Saturday morning. Word coming that Vince McMahon, the founder of WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, has apparently resigned as executive chairman of TKO, the parent company of WWE. His resignation coming a day after a former WWE employee apparently accused McMahon and another former exec of sexual assault, trafficking, and physical abuse in that lawsuit. The employee claims that McMahon dangled job offers and promotions in exchange for sex. McMahon has denied those allegations. Multiple news outlets are reporting this weekend that McMahon will no longer have a role with TKO or WWE moving forward. McMahon was previously accused, you may remember, of sexual misconduct by multiple women while serving as WWE's CEO and chairman. He paid roughly $15 million to settle those cases. We're following a troubling story about celebs and technology this morning. You or your kids may have seen or heard about those graphic AI-generated fake images of singer Taylor Swift circulating online. CBS's Jolene Kent joins us from L.A. this morning to explain this deceptive technology. Deep fakes, manipulated images, videos, and audio recordings that seem eerily legitimate, and they're the latest example of how artificial intelligence is developing far faster than U.S. laws and regulations. In the case of Taylor Swift, her huge fan base, or Swifties, are not only outraged, but demanding these fake images be removed. One explicit image was reportedly seen 47 million times on X before it was taken down. Cards are about to look a little different locally for some Arlington County Public School students anyway. This morning, WTOP Scott Gelman tells us Saturday the country is changing its actual, the county is changing its actual grading policy these days to make sure students learn the material and don't just focus on their grades. Arlington Public Schools is tweaking the criteria it uses to decide when middle and high schoolers can retake a test. This is not a grading game that we're trying to ask students to do. We want this to be a learning opportunity for students. Superintendent Francisco Duran says students who get below an 80 will be given the chance for a retake before there wasn't a limit on that. Students scoring 80 or above have demonstrated consistent knowledge of content and skills. The change will go into effect next week. Only the higher score up to 80% on the summative assessment from the original take, whether it's the retake or the original assessment, will be used to calculate the student's grade. The school district first implemented the retake policy last summer. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. 
I'm not a health care provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing, or indigestion, you should seek help with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact nostomachforcancer.org for more information. Sports at 25 and 55.